What's up, guys? Welcome to Winnipeg's Finest, the podcast where we get personal with notable Winnipeggers. If you haven't been with us before, here's what you've missed. Like, I even feel like I've always known that I was supposed to be here. So it's like, even if there was stuff that I went through, I always went through it knowing that Mm -hmm. this isn't like the end of everything. This isn't the end of the world. If there's anything actually that I would tell myself is to not be so afraid of failure. Oh, yeah. Um, how different was it for you to uh, watch a movie where Kevin Spacey is the villain? I mean, I feel like they just told him to be himself. <laughs> it's like, dude, be a shitty person who's a predator and, like, does bad things. And yeah. Kevin Spacey is like, I got you. Oh, boy, this is my role. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mr. Professor, thank you so, so much to the fans who continue to support. You guys are awesome. We love you like crazy. This is why we love podcasting. This is why we love bringing you guys episodes. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Remember to follow us on social media at WPGS Finest Pod on Instagram. And make sure you're staying posted and telling people about the podcast. We appreciate and love the support you give us. So just know that it lifts us up so much and we're very grateful. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Winnipeg's Finest. This is a smacker, in my opinion. And I know I get a lot of questions about, like, which ones are your favorite ones? This one absolutely is. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn or toot Cannon's horn or anything. You guys know I don't even fucking like Cannon. I'll never toot his horn. Fuck that guy. I'm kidding, Cannon. I love you if you're listening to this. You know I love you, baby girl. Um, <laughs> Tyler Carr is a close, very close friend of mine, first off. Um, I love Tyler. He's a great person. He's a wonderful speaker. He's a powerful speaker. He's very creative. He's very, very, very fucking good at his job um, for anybody who is not quite sure. <laughs> Uh, his skill set, at least in my opinion, I think he's amazing at what he does. He's a radio host. He is a wonderful role model in the LGBTQ plus community, and he's a great person. He was powerful today, and he was great. Uh, we talk a whole lot about what went on with Energy 106, about what happened. You know, they recently hired Dave Wheeler and what kind of controversy went on there. This is an important episode, I think, just because it was uncomfortable, and I'm scared to put it out. And I'm not entirely sure how it's going to be received. That being said, I think it's important to look into situations before making judgments and before making assumptions about people and places and things. Death threats are never okay. I don't give a fuck who you are, what's going on. You can't threaten people's lives. That's never cool. And Tyler, unfortunately, had to deal with that. Unfortunately, other people involved in this had to deal with that. And that's not cool. Today's episode is brought to you by Jellyfish Float Spa, the greatest place in Winnipeg to receive float therapy. If you want to use our code WPGSFINEST, you get 15, 1-5% off all float purchases. You can check them out on their social media. It's linked below. And we're also brought to you by Unity Underwear. Unity Underwear is the greatest place on the planet for underwear. Owned locally here in Winnipeg by Nicola Maharaj. Great fucking guy. Former owner of 441. Um, former 441 now. Great dude. Underwear's amazing. 95% bamboo, 5% spandex, hypoallergenic, thermoregulating. I'm wearing my right, like, they feel fucking amazing. I have, like, nine pairs. They're so good. They're so good. And you can never be too short on underwear, right? Anyways, I need to stop talking. We are reads are done. Use our code WPGS finds 20% off. There we go. I need to remember to put that in. And here's our episode with Tyler Carr.
Oh, the internet. Oh, and the recording button's on. Tyler Carr, how are you doing? You know what, man? I'm doing good. I'm with two guys that I appreciate and respect so much, and we're about to have a good conversation today. Yeah, I'm, we are. I'm so excited, and I still can't take Cannon seriously with his LSD blanket, but... <laughs> what? We're making it work? I'm, I'm living for it. I'm living for it. I feel like you and I are kind of boring with the white walls. Hey, man, yeah. I'm just going to spice life up, life up. That's all. I just, Kanan's too spicy for me sometimes. He just, he's always, <laughs> he's always spicy. Good to be spicy, man. It's good to be spicy. Got to keep them on their toes. That's all I got. Yeah, say. exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, no disrespect to Kanan. It's just, it's, you know, it's not my speed, you know, and uh, <laughs> Kanan loves to swing hard right off the bat. Um, you know, with Sarah, we had that episode, Sarah London, we had that episode on Saturday and she knows way too much about Kanan now, but it's all good. We. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I know more about you just by looking at your backdrop, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Says it all. It does. Okay, so let, let's get right into it. Tyler, do you want to explain kind of what happened recently with Energy 106? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, for sure. So it was uh, about a month-ish ago. I'm not sure when this is but about a month ago. Um, uh, went upstairs on just a typical Monday and uh, was told by my program director, Adam West, that we were... Uh, restructuring the morning show. Uh, unfortunately, my good friend was uh, let go because of that, but uh, I'm part of the new show, and the new show was bringing in Dave Wheeler and also a now good friend of mine, Jasmine Lane, and uh, rather than a two-person show now, it's a three-person show, and it's really stirred up uh, Winnipeg a little bit over the course of the last month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so first off, I mean, Sarah's a really good friend of yours, and yeah. there's Jacob. What were your thoughts? Did you kind of think when he told you there was a restructuring that you might have been let go? Yeah, um, it, it kind of worked a little differently, which made me think that I wasn't uh, because Sarah actually got pulled into the office first. Oh, okay. And uh, I saw her leave and then I was second and he instantly told me, he's like, you're part of this. Like you're, you're part of this, you're part of the new show. And I thanked him obviously. And uh, we just kind of dove right into what that was going to be like and what that was going to look like. And honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't too long before I started to lose the emotional side of it and start to gain the excitement side of it because I was humbled to be um, obviously with Dave Wheeler. He's a big name in media and uh, also just from the opportunity to be part of a new show. I mean, this is radio, like this happens all the time, right? Like we, Sarah said it in her video when she posted it that uh, her and I knew that something like this would probably come eventually just, uh, mm -hmm. and it's, been in the back of our heads just that's what happens and it's all based on ratings right if you're not if you're not making the money then they need to make money it, a radio station is a business at the end of the day right so they yeah. got to make changes that are going to make them money and so I, I respected that and I know Sarah respected that as well but that goes to show what kind of a person she is mm -hmm. uh, and yeah her and I are still best friends we talk all the time we still got a snap streak so like we're all good that's how you know it's real right there. That's, that's like, right. You know it's real when you go to Snap Street. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I deleted my Snap because it was taking away too much of my time. But that's how it's, you know, that's how it's a good friendship. Um, yeah, exactly. Before we kind of take uh, where we want to go for the most part, um, did you know Jasmine before she got hired? No. And uh, I knew Dave a little bit. I had met him a few times, but uh, didn't, didn't really know Jasmine that much. I had met her at an event once, which is a whole different story. We were it was that nightmare on Donald and she was working at a different station and I was working at energy and we were like, hi, hi. And then that was about it. But, uh, she's been incredible. You guys like Jasmine is such a beautiful person. And, uh, even through all of this, like, you know, a lot of time, a lot of 
even when this started, I think a lot of people forgot about Jasmine. And that really hurt me because a lot of people were saying, you know, you fired a woman to hire Dave Wheeler when in fact we actually hired Jasmine. And she's a very talented broadcaster and she's been nothing but supportive and yeah. her and I clicked instantly and have become just best friends right off the gate. And I think for me, it was a little disheartening to see a lot of people not focusing on the fact that there's this talented broadcaster who didn't have a job that now had this big moment in morning radio in Winnipeg. Yeah, and Jasmine's wicked talented too. I think I was, I was reading up on like her LinkedIn. It's not just on-air hosting that she does. She can produce. She's also done, I think, some writing as well. Oh, she's, a, she's a genius writer. She, she writes some of the best things for our show. She's the one that does our uh, news feed every morning. She does Wait What? She writes these funny stories. Like, I can't say enough good things about Jasmine. She actually just sent me a message right now saying, good luck on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to have our own private conversations with Jasmine to see if she can come on. You oh, know? yeah, she'd be down 100%. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I think so oftentimes before we kind of go into the whole explosion of what happened, when these things kind of happen, it's easy to get lost and swept up in the wave of what's going on online. And the narrative becomes Energy 106 is misogynistic because they fired Sarah for Dave. When my understanding after talking with you and you know, we, we've been talking leading up to the podcast, trying to figure out how everything's been working. If Sarah was to stay on, she would have been put in the Jasmine role and it still would have been Dave's morning show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, I understand. And it also comes down to as well, like you, you're trying to find a show that works. Like I don't personally know uh, what went on behind the scenes. Like, again, I was told the same day that uh, everything went down. So I don't really know. Um, all I know is that uh, my program director, Adam West, had a vision, and uh, it just so happened to be that this is the way that it worked out. And that's just part of radio. That's just, honestly, it happens every single day across the country. It really, and people are replacing people all the time. This is not something that's new, and I just think because of who it was, obviously, it got a little more attention than it probably would have been if it was anybody else. But don't you think that's what energy was going for, though? Like, I heard the ratings weren't great, and I mean... I mean, here's the thing. If the ratings were good, we wouldn't have changed anything. That's, that's kind of, you know, yeah, literally. And that's how my dialogue has changed a lot over the course of the last month is it was, uh, and somebody actually, um, I was reading a tweet about it and they were like, you know, it was a great show, but nobody was listening to it. So we had to take something and we had to make something from that. And uh, it's a, again, a business. Like we, we, we need to make money and, ratings bring in revenue and that's just kind of the end of that and Wheeler brings in a lot of people he has a very big fan base and I've noticed that over the course of the last month and that's pretty much the only reason why quite literally right and I mean even so from this whole thing Sarah's new show I listened to on the radio because I was interested and I do not think I would have listened to radio at night yeah. <laughs> if I didn't know she was there like I don't listen to radio and now I'm being drawn in because of everything that's happening right so like well that's awesome because like I again I don't I want everybody in Winnipeg radio to have success I don't I don't want it just to be us I, I want it I want everybody to find their own success and what mm -hmm. they and I think she's just going to be great at that role I really do yeah she, it, she is pretty good at it I listen to it, it it's very good so did I I was I was listening the first show I had to I was like and I texted her I'm like oh my god that's great I, I believe it. How could you not, right? I think, right? Because uh, I interned, and I won't specify which radio station I interned with last year just because of privacy sake, but I interned with uh, a radio station last year, and 
the guys were telling me like, you know, this happens a lot. I got shuffled around. I've, this is my third time here. Like I got fired four years ago. So-and-so got fired from TV. So-and-so, this is his first round. So-and-so's from Ontario. Like radio's a fickle business. It's, it's not. Honestly, it's not for everybody. And I remember one of the first things when I was going to radio school, my teachers were like, this is not an easy business. You're going to love your job, but the rest of it is not easy because there's a lot of movements. There's a lot of moving. There's a lot of uncertainty. And that's just what comes with the entire industry. And I think a lot of people are focusing on just specifically energy right now, just because that this has been such a big moment in radio. But I think it's opening a lot of eyes to what the industry is. And I think a lot more people are realizing, okay, you know, like, this is something that happens all the time, like literally all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and thinking about it, I'm a big sports guy. So you hear about this a lot in sports, you know, so-and-so's job's on the line. The team hasn't been doing well. So they swing hard for a big player, you know, to use a recent example, when Paul George first got sent to the Clippers, a bunch of people were like, oh shit, Paul George and Kawhi. Now everybody's like, what a stupid trade. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, depending on how things turn out. I don't know Adam West at all. I don't know what the situation is. I can't imagine low ratings are a relaxing feeling when you're a program director. If this is what he feels is best, like obviously people don't have to like that. You don't have to think that's morally sound. You don't have to agree with it. I would just ask that people understand where people are coming from completely, yeah. right? Before we kind of jump to judgments of personal character and condemning, you know, condemning people for this and that, whether you think it's the right decision or not, you don't have to agree. I'm not saying you must bow down to the Energy 106 altar. I'm just saying, take a second and think, okay, what's going on? What are they trying to go for? How does this work out? How does this play out? Because I don't know Dave Wheeler. Yeah. at all. I don't even know Jasmine. Like, I don't know Adam West. I don't know these people. I don't think it's, it's fair for me to sit here and cast judgment upon them for doing the things that they did, whether or not I would have done the same thing. That's a really, really, really strong point to make because a lot of people I feel, especially with social media, they feel like they know somebody based on looking at a profile online. So they'll look at my Instagram profile and then they can just send me a message based on how they feel, but they've never actually met me and they don't know my tone. They don't know where I'm coming from. And, and that's the same place with Dave and Jasmine and Adam. Nobody's talked to Dave about this in this way in two years since he was let go. And now that he's coming back, you know, he was ready to have those conversations. And uh, especially on the first two shows, you know, we opened the phone lines up to live callers for 30 minutes on both shows. And we were really trying to give people a platform to be like, hey, this is a public platform. We want to talk about these things and we want to have a conversation. And that was something that I really wanted him to do. It was something that I know Adam really wanted him to do. And we did that. And there were some good questions in there. There was a lot of love for him, obviously, from his fans coming in, which is what we expected. But there were some good questions in there. And there, were, there was a lot of good response. And, and whether or not it's what you wanted to hear, it was a conversation. And I think those conversations all lead up to something bigger at the end of the day. And it's a dialogue that we need to start, whether it be about transphobia or homophobia or whatever it is. We need more conversations about that because we need more allies. Yes. We, don't, we don't need to close the door on people. This is my opinion, by the way. But we don't need to close the door on people and then have less people at Pride. I would rather open the door to conversations, let people come in and then join me at Pride where we have everybody there because everybody understands. I don't, I don't like shutting doors on people. That's never been a part of me. And that's why when Dave got hired, I was so excited because I thought this is going to be 
such a good learning experience for not just him, but for me as a person that wants more allies. And I, I was like, I'm, I'm really excited about this opportunity. I really honestly Dude, was. that's that's a really like profound statement, in my opinion, anyway. Like, because I remember my first thing when I heard about the news was, how's Tyler feel about this? You know, and like you said, I think it's so mature of you to say, we should want more allies. And when you kind of expressed that to me leading up to this conversation, I kind of thought like, he's right. Isn't a more productive use of our time to cheer for Dave Wheeler to learn and grow and become a better person. Like I would hate for somebody to screw up and then just be outcast into society. If I screwed up and I got outcast into society, I would feel angry at society. And it, obviously it's not to say that it justifies his actions. It's not to say that uh, mm. the things that we do in the past, we've all done things that we're not proud of. We've all done things that are wrong, depending on the scale of what you've done wrong and to who it's not saying you have to justify what they've done in the past. It's not to say that people are, you know, I, I can't remember where I was going with that, but it's not, people are not the things that they've done in the past necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And I look at who I was at the start of um, all of this and I'm a different person right now than I was a month ago. And I'm like, I, and I look at things that I said even a month ago and I'm like, why would I have said that? Why did I do that? Because now I've learned so much in four weeks that my head is ready to explode. And I just feel like a I feel like a happier person because I don't want to be just spewing hate anymore. I'm like, no, I need to understand where these people are coming from. And I want to try and show these people, or if it's something that I'm educated on, let's just use a goofy example, Lady Gaga. I love her. But if somebody is saying, Ooh, you know, she did this or she did this and she didn't, I want to be able to sit them down and say, Hey, listen, I'm, ex I, I'm educated in this. Let me tell you where you were wrong in this statement and let's, let's work on that and let's move past that. Yeah. Because don't we want, okay, come on, like, let's think about this realistically for a minute here. If all we do is hate and hate and hate and hate on this, then what is that doing? It's not doing anything. Whereas if we have people, you know, if we would love to have people come on the show and educate and teach us and just blow our minds with things that we didn't even hear about before. Mm -hmm. People will always do that on social media. They hate and hate. And then when it comes down to actually having a conversation in person, they back away. Yeah, yeah. And I don't understand that. And again, this is all my personal opinion. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody here. Of course. I found in the last month with all of this, nobody wanted to have a conversation with me aside from you, honestly. And it really broke my heart that nobody wanted to just sit down. Instead, they went to either hate on me or hate on Dave or hate on his family or, or death threats or bullying or name calling or homophobia towards me or any of that. It would blew my mind that those people were going towards that direction rather than a direction of, okay, Tyler, we need to sit down and talk about this and we need to make sure that Dave has learned from this. But it was none of that. I, it, was, it, was, it was mind blowing to me. You're, you're a big boy, right? Like, I feel like you'd be able to handle it if somebody said to you, Tyler, I love you. You're a great guy. I think you're off base with this comment. Where were you coming from? Like, I don't think you'd freak out and be like, how fucking dare you? you Not at all. <laughs> no, if anything, I'd be like, oh my God, okay, tell me why. Like, I want to know why and I want to hear why because I want to be a better person. Yeah. Who I am. And I'm not saying, and I don't, I don't, I have to watch what I say because people are taking things so out of context over the last month. And I'm not saying that everybody that was messaging me was doing that, but there was a strong, small, loud group and they were the ones that were being the loud and hateful ones. And quite honestly, some of them still are. But it's a very small group, but they're very loud. 
Whereas you have all the support and they don't want to vocalize their support because the hate is loud. And if they start to vocalize their support, the haters just come at them. Yeah. So you're publicly seeing maybe all the love and support, maybe you're seeing more of it now, but just know that like, I wasn't alone in this. There was a lot of love coming my way, a lot of support from the community, from everybody. And there was a lot of love and there were a lot of good conversations. I went to the beer can this past Friday I had such an honest conversation with two people that didn't understand why the show was Dave, Jasmine, and Tyler. Didn't understand why the name was like that. Why my name was at the end, why Dave's was in front, why Jasmine's was in the middle. And I had an honest conversation with them about it. And I told them exactly that it was okay. And, I, and we had a good, we figured it out. And I was like, more of this. I don't need people going on Twitter being like, Oh, they put Tyler's name at the end. How awful. Well, no, actually, I really enjoy it. Like I, nobody's, you got to have those conversations to really understand what's going on, especially in an industry that maybe you're not totally educated in. Mm -hmm. Especially like, I think sometimes there is this irrational fear that if you have a conversation with somebody, they're trying to get you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm, and I'm not trying to say, Oh, they're out there thinking that because who the fuck is they I, I know that is a belief kind of held um that's become more public as the years have gone on that being said like you're very articulate you're very well spoken you're very well read like you do this shit for a living you talk for a living right like i, I can't imagine anybody coming to you honestly and being like hey tyler i don't know what to think about all this and you fucking that up yeah Right. Like I, I'm going to be honest with you the, I'm, I think Kanan and I are being really vulnerable having you on talking about this, but I think it's so important to like Absolutely. vocalize publicly your support for people that you care about. Like you're my friend. I have your back. It doesn't mean I agree with you on everything. It doesn't mean that everything yeah. you do, I think is amazing. Right. Like I think I've told you this. I don't think our pop's that good. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever forgive you for that, but that's okay. Because one day you'll listen to it again. And one day you'll realize that it's an actual masterpiece but that's okay <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out maybe five years Actually, that's a really good example and you know why it is especially with music tastes mm -hmm. see how different they are and how everybody's listening to something different look at the music we're playing on radio stations all the music is different across the board you can't find the music we're playing really on any other station aside from a few mm -hmm. and you have to find what you like and what you don't like and that just kind of comes down to the show we're mm -hmm. trying to provide you a fun accepting entertaining show full of pop culture news and local things that you need to know if that's up your alley then give us a shot and you might you might love it and if you find something that you don't like or you're not a fan there's other options yeah so let's let's get into the part where i might punch a hole in the wall um out of frustration you mean the one where i might cry because that probably <laughs> will happen <laughs> if you do that's all good we don't mind at all and if you need a second please let us know because Oh my, like one of my friends told me the number of death threats you received. And I was so mad. Like, oh my Jesus Christ. I can't believe people would come at you with death threats for your friend getting fired. Like that, that just fucking boggles my mind. That people, like, I'm not even crying about I honestly think of who I was in high school and how the bullying affected me when I was in high school. And I, I'm a stronger person now. I can handle this. Um, people can um, come at me with whatever hate they want or whatever opinions they want, and I'm okay. 
But I know a lot of people that wouldn't be okay with that. And I wonder if they got that and the things that they might do. And that's a scary situation for me to think about because the amount that I received in a short period of time is fine. But it would not be okay to somebody that it isn't okay to. And I'm not saying it was okay for me. I'm just saying that it was okay because I was able to handle it. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I'm going to give you an example. And I haven't really shared this with a lot of people. But I had three guys. I won't say who they are. I won't say anything about them. Because I respect that. And I hope one day they will look at this experience. And they will realize what they did is wrong. But they were commenting on pictures of my friend who passed away from cancer. That glad he's dead. Where, when is that ever okay? There's not a time that that's ever okay. You're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to disagree. You're allowed to not like the show. You're not allowed to bully and you're not allowed to do that stuff to anybody ever. And man, I look at that and it made me sick. Because again, I think of other people that are going to high school right now or going to junior high or haven't been in the same situation as me that maybe have been able to grow from that. You know, you look at suicide rates, you look at anything like that, self-harm, and more people are doing that. And that's because of comments and things like that, because they eat away at you. I read a really interesting article that it says it takes eight, seven to eight positive comments to make up for one comment that comes across like they're bullying you. Seven to eight positive comments to make up for that one. Now again, you can dislike the show, you can have an opinion, but it is never, and this has been my message throughout all of this, it is never okay to bully, ever. And for me reading those comments, guys, Like, this is what it does to somebody. My question is, at what point does the narrative become, Tyler Carr is a wonderful representative of the community. We love him. He's going to lead pride. He's this, he's that. He's, who the fuck is texting? Uh, sorry. You know, he's going to lead pride. You know, he's always at fame and he's in the community and he's a great role model to he should die. And I'm glad his friend's dead. How do we flip from one end of the spectrum to the other. And you know, I, I don't want to say that it's all from the community because it wasn't. It was and, very, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to insinuate that. No, it was very much a mixture. Um, but yeah, I, had, I definitely had people in the community doing those things. And you know what was really interesting? And I respect every single person that sent me something like that and then apologized. Mm-hmm. Because for me, that was powerful. And that is totally what I respect. And I forgave everybody. And I will always do that. You can say whatever you want. And then if you come around and you are going to apologize, I will be there with open arms giving you a hug. Well, not now because of COVID, but like, you know. (laughs) Um, And it was a moment for me to be like, this is what I'm trying to say. This is, you just proved exactly what I have been personally trying to say. And that's, we need to forgive people. I'm not saying that everybody needs to forgive Dave Wheeler. I'm not saying anybody needs to forgive anybody. Just open your heart to that and see what type of people will apologize 
learn and grow and that you can accept, it could really honestly change your life because it's really changing mine. And all of these people, I went for coffee actually with somebody uh, last week. And it was one of the guys that sent me a death threat. He actually told me, I, did, I told him I was going to be talking about this, but I would not use his name because he apologized. Um, he told me that he wished that I would get hit by a bus and that it would make the news and it would show my body sprawled, sprawled all over. That's what he told me. And it was less than a week later that he actually apologized to me and said, I really want to take you out for coffee. And that's, yeah, it was a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Met up and we had a good, honest conversation. He cried. He apologized to me. I cried. And I said, I want to be there for you. And I want him to be there for me. And it was this cool moment of like, man, if we, instead of just jumping on a bandwagon of hate, opened our hearts up to more love, I think the world would be a better place. I really do. I honestly do. I believe that full heartedly. I agree with you completely 100%. Because what you're saying to me sounds like it's not worth your time to hang on to hate and anger. And you're not saying that everybody needs to agree with Energy 106's decision. Everybody needs to think that Dave Wheeler should be employed. Everyone should conform to your ideas and your politics and your values and your morals. What you're saying is just be willing to look into places with an open mind and an open heart. Yeah, and I think too, it comes down to the, um, I don't know the best way to word this. Um, I think we talked about this too, actually, just over, because you have been honestly such a, awesome guy having and like just conversations like we agree disagree on things but just having an open conversation and knowing that it's coming from a place of love and not hate Mm -hmm. was reassuring to me and really refreshing so I want to thank you for that Um, but it's the copy and paste mentality of if somebody doesn't like something online and they say it and then you say it then you support each other and you get it you kind of get this attention from that and I think a lot of people just kind of jump on that bandwagon because that's what everybody's doing but they don't actually take the time to do any research or to, you know, call or, or do something to really figure out if what people are saying online is actually true. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It, it just, it makes me so mad because, and like, even if we weren't friends or whatever, it, I just, I don't fucking get it. Somebody else who was kind of publicly dragged recently, um, I spoke out about them and their situation. And it's not like I've spoken out about a bunch of these. I think there's like two or three, but I'm just not using the name because they asked me to keep this, you know, confidential and keep her anonymous. And they, you know, they told me they're like, I'm really happy that you did that because I was in a really dark place. And I don't really know this person that well, <laughs> right? And they're like, you know, I was in a really, really dark place. And it was just really nice to see somebody publicly support, uh, where I'm coming from and to just kind of say, Hey, this isn't as serious as people are making it out to be. Cause it felt like nobody was doing that. Yeah. Going one step further from you, Dave Wheeler does not deserve death threats. In my opinion, his family does not fucking deserve death threats because going back to what you said. I, and I mean, okay, I'm going to make a, a lap around my point. Cause I always do that. And it's not an episode until I actually do that. Um, I think about who I was when I was in high school and I was very, very like, conservative Christian, like these are the rules in the Bible. This is how you need to act. God hates gay people, blah, 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 blah. That's, that's who I was. And it's embarrassing to admit that, but it's, you know, God's honest truth for lack of a better term. I honestly, I really appreciate that. And I I like hearing those stories because look at who you are now. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're one of the biggest allies that personally I have ever had. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and for me, 
and I use this example a lot, and I think that you're kind of going in the same direction here, but correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. I have a lot of homophobic people in my life, but if they called me up tomorrow and said, hey, I've educated myself, I've learned, and I'm no longer homophobic, I wouldn't close a door on them. Mm -hmm. I would embrace them. I would literally be so ecstatic that they came around and I would celebrate that. Yeah, the per you'd be the first person waiting for them at the finish line. And exactly. some, sometimes all it takes is a good role model. Some, I remember the first kind of time I realized like, oh fuck, I'm wrong, was there was this new priest at my church a bunch of years ago. He, they, he got shuffled around again, but him and I are quite close friends now. And I remember him saying like, I asked like, you know, do you know, are gay people good in God's eyes? He's like, why would God create somebody purposefully knowing that they're going to be gay if he hates gay people like that that makes no sense he's like god loves everybody and you know at least in his opinion i was kind of like oh fuck i'm wrong <laughs> i'm an idiot you know and he and would you know what it's okay to be wrong i have been wrong a lot in the last four years or whatever that i've been in winnipeg i've been wrong a lot i've made a lot of mistakes but that's why I am who I am. And I think that's why you are who you are because you make those mistakes to get to where you're going. Like even my grandma tells me about things that she's still learning. It, as people, we never stop learning and we have to start embracing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to embrace the fact that we're gonna mess up, we're gonna make mistakes and we're gonna grow from them. I honestly, man, I, I've never felt more passionately about this than right now and for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and even Ellen today, she's back on and she did a monologue mm -hmm. and she, Hey, listen, like, yeah, this was a very toxic environment and I've made changes mm -hmm. and she reminded people that she's a real person. And she was also receiving a lot of hate online. Mm -hmm. And she even said, you know, let's open a dialogue, start conversations. And I think that's so important. I really do. And again, I'm not standing up for Ellen. I just think that conversations or hate, Hate is easier, conversations are harder, but which one actually helps us out more in the end? Conversations. Yeah. Because it gets people to where they need to be going, and that's to a more educated person of themselves. Yes. And it's impossible to have a good conversation without actually trying to understand the person. Exactly. Right? And, and this kind of, and I'll, I'll bring this up because this is kind of what we were talking about before. There are a lot of people out there online talking, really talking down on Energy 106 and, you know, uh, threatening you and threatening Dave and whatever. And my question to them would be this, what are you actually doing to help the community? Because if all you're doing is sitting at your computer and spewing negativity online, even if it's in the name of social justice, does that actually help the LGBTQ plus community? Does it like, have you had difficult conversations with people in your life that you know the conversation needs to happen? Have you donated? Have you gone to events? Have you kind of read up and educated yourself? Have you maybe reached out to people who you know are in that community, but kind of afraid of how their families might view them? If you're not, and again, I'm a free speech advocate, do whatever the fuck you want to do as long as you're not harming or threatening other people. Absolutely. That's fine. That's your prerogative. However, I think there are much better uses of your time. You know what I mean? I agree. And you know what? And I'm going to say this, and I know I'm, I don't know if I should be saying this. So maybe you guys are getting some tea. I don't know. Okay. I don't run this by anybody, but for me, I look at things that Dave has done. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I, how do I word this? Um, you know what? I'm not even going to use Dave as an example. I'm going to just use somebody else because you know what? At the end of the day, Dave will prove himself. And that's what he has to do to people. If mm -hmm. people earn his respect, he has to prove that. 
And I know Dave has done things um, personally to earn my respect. Mm -hmm. Whether or not he'll earn your respect, that's kind of on your prerogative and your terms and what you deem is uh, whatever. But I have a friend who made countless donations to LGBTQ plus organizations, spent time uh, donating his time at uh, uh, the festivals. Mm -hmm. Again, this is not Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. um, but people still, because he had made a comment on Twitter a long, long time ago, people had brought that up. Again, this is not Winnipeg, this is not Manitoba. Yeah. Um, they just wouldn't forgive him. And then he kind of asked me, he said, what do I need to do? I've donated money, I've donated my time, I've educated myself. Where, where, when am I gonna be let back in to be an ally? And I honestly didn't have an answer for him. I didn't. Because what, what do we need to do to prove ourselves once we've made them, like once we've messed up? Twitter's and social media and sometimes the crowd and the mob mentality can be a cruel place. And this kind of relates to what I was telling you guys off air, the book I'm reading. So you've been publicly shamed. It is fucking fantastic. And it's not to say that I'm reading this book justifying what these people did that was wrong or looking at it like trying to make excuses for them. That being said, it humanizes people. And so many times on Twitter, on social media, Tyler Carr, at Tyler Carr FM, if I don't know him, is just some dude on the radio, right? Like, I don't fucking know this guy. I've never talked to him. I've never, and that's one of the things I kind of dislike about sports. Sometimes, I'm a very aggressive sports fan. It's easy for me to sit, to watch the screen and be like, fuck you, so-and-so, you're a piece of shit. And it's like, I don't really know that guy. Like, I would never say that to his face. And then probably if you met them, you would probably be friends with them. Uh, it depends who. Because <laughs> I'm still salty <laughs> at the Celtics, but that's not the point. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is there needs to be a road back. There needs to be. And that doesn't mean like if, if I had a conversation with somebody like I am willing to forgive Dave Wheeler if I know what he does better. And, you know, I need to kind of see a bit more proof just because I'm unaware and I don't know what he's doing. That being said, I don't think he should still have a job in radio. I would disagree with them to a certain extent because I do believe that actually I'm not sure if I would disagree with them. That's not the point. My point is whether I agree or disagree with them, doesn't matter. Totally. They hold their opinion and yeah. they're allowing that person to go back into society. Yeah. It's not fair to condemn people. It's not fair to keep them out for all of eternity. If they like, obviously if you're a serial murderer and rapist, yeah. Okay. And you keep doing that. Yeah. All right. Go to jail. Stay there for the rest of your life. <laughs> like totally. you're not allowed back in. You're too dangerous. But if there are people who are making mistakes and, they say bigoted things or they were bigoted or they do stupid shit. There, I think there needs to be a road back, whether they take it or not, because if they do actually work on themselves, but there is no road back, like why would they continue to work? They're just going to feel disheartened. They're not going to actually want to come back. They're going to feel mad at the people who sent them away instead of actually becoming better. And man, like this entire conversation right now, it just feels so refreshing. It really does. Absolutely. Because here, look at, look at, we don't know, I don't know where you necessarily stand on all of this. We've been very just about the conversation, mm -hmm. but we're having a nice conversation. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to do with a lot of people. And a lot of people just aren't interested. They either um, grab things from online that they read that they deem true, and then they just run with it or they are just not interested in speaking about it and they just want the only, there's only one option. Mm -hmm. 
and that's to cause the station to fail. And it's like, well, don't you want more radio stations and more radio personalities to be part of a, an acceptance and an ally group? Mm-hmm. And if this is the decision that we made, and like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to toot my own horn here, but you know, being on air still, if I'm still the one running the board, there's no room for that. This is it's still Energy 106. It's a top 40 station. It's, we didn't change the station. The station's morals and the station at itself and its core has been the most accepting place that I have ever worked in my life. Adam West has been the most accepting person that I have ever worked for. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from my experience. That has not changed. If anything, it's gotten even better. Mm-hmm. So for people looking inside saying that the station is full of these people, it's just not, you know, I look at my, and also another thing, you know, people don't realize that it's not just the radio announcers. There's tons of salespeople. We've got a promotions department. We've got a music department. We've got other stations in that building. Mm-hmm. And when you group us all without meeting all of us that work there, yeah, it blows my mind. It, yeah blows my mind well it's kind of like what you said back earlier about jasmine like you were kind of not offended but like rubbed the wrong way but that people were forgetting her like yo are you gonna forget the street team are you gonna forget you know gonzo and other people yeah. who 106 and good old aj and matt matt who just had a baby a new father yeah are you gonna forget hot 100.5 who also works in the building one of my best friends sean dilworth that i work with has Dilly. been yeah amazing guy in my life god i love him <laughs> He used to do uh, weather for um, Bell. God, I honestly, I could do a full podcast about Dilly and we could just talk about our love for him because he is <laughs> one of the most amazing guys ever. But again, he works in the building as well. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's lazy, right? Like you, don't, you have every right. And I'm going to be honest with you, being super vulnerable with this, I'm kind of scared to do this episode because I don't want to get canceled. No, nah, okay. actually, I don't really give a fuck that much. Like I kind of do and I kind of don't. And I've gone back and forth on my opinion on whether or not Dave deserves a job or not. But you, you know what? My opinion about that doesn't really matter because Energy 106 did what they did. They felt it was the right move. And I don't know the situation well enough to have an educated opinion. And I appreciate that. And I respect that full and I'll open my full heart to that. And if you don't ever check out the show, you don't ever check out the show. I'm but- not really. <laughs> Probably won't happen. <laughs> That's why we got it on a podcast for you. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, what the fuck am I talking about? I, I've listened to it. When you gave me that episode. Yeah. I well, to it. And that's the thing. Like, I, I don't want to sit here and tell you, you have to listen to the show. You have to listen to the show. But we're having a fun time. Like, if I can be really honest with you right now, and I mean no disrespect to any of my old shows, whether it was when I worked in Alberta, whether I worked recently at Energy or whatever it is, I am having a great time on air. You can hear it in my voice. People text it in all the time. I'm having a good time. And it's, you know, a lot of people saying um, gaslighting and they're saying you deserve better. You deserve more. You don't deserve this. This is horrible for you. Telling me how I should feel. I feel great. Yeah. I honestly feel great in the show. Yeah. T- that's, that's awfully weird to me. Cause it's like, I don't know. Ah, Telling somebody that they deserve better without even talking to them in person doesn't make a lot of sense to me well it's just like if you're being honest with how you feel and you're like this is how i truly feel and people are like no it's not it's like i'm like i'm, I'm really trying to express that to you yeah you know? again I, I go back to the beer can because i had a, a bunch of conversations on friday somebody said like 
are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm great. I'm, I'm having a great time. Why? And they're like, oh, okay. And they moved on yeah. because they were, it, it's okay to show concern, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to then be like, Ooh. And I'm, and I'm sure you appreciate the concern. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. And it just, uh, yeah, it's just a hard to understand. And like, I'm trying to understand where a lot of people are coming from too. Because again, I, I need to look deeper into where people are coming from, how they're seeing things, how they maybe felt. And I'm trying to do that as well. And all I'm asking is for people to do the same thing towards me. Kind of see where I'm coming from. Give, give, give it a chance. Like, let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, for sure. Jump on the first thing you see and run with it. Because I used to do that. I, I used to do that. And same. I, I will never do that again, ever, without making an educated, researched opinion. Yeah. And, and if anything, you have an opinion, that's okay. Just because other people are running with something and are talking about something doesn't mean you just have to do the copy and paste. You can sit there and say, actually, I don't have an opinion on this and move on with your day. Yeah. And if you too, you know what the best part about that is as well, if you don't have an opinion and you like, don't really want an opinion, you're like, yeah, I understand this is an issue, but like, I just don't really want to make time for it in my day. That's also fine. It is. You don't need an opinion or die. Like you yeah. have so much bandwidth. I remember uh, earlier on in the year when COVID first started, uh, one of my friends was kind of asking me about like, you know, why aren't you posting more about this, this and that? And it's like, Hey man, I just found out some really traumatic family news. One of the main business partners in my company died. Uh, I went through a breakup and there's a global pandemic. Sometimes we forget that. <laughs> Fam, like, and, that's and, also going on. And, and I wasn't trying to like, I wasn't trying to like dunk on them or anything. I kind of explained them to this. It's like, look, I don't have the bandwidth for anything other than making sure I get up, do my work, and do my habits and my routine. Otherwise, I'll literally be a puddle all day. I don't like, I don't, I don't have it. I, I, I don't have the juice. Like, I, I can't, I can't give you forty tonight. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. And if that and upsets you, you have to listen to your body and you have to listen to your mind. Yeah. Think- become very overwhelming very quickly especially in in 2020 yep this year is very different i think i think all of us could show i'm speaking again this is my opinion i'm saying that because i like to speak on behalf of me only and that's something i'm making very clear Mm -hmm. i will speak on behalf of me only Mm -hmm. it's okay to not be okay especially in this year and to understand that something might be a little too much for you And that's what I've also learned that this year is throwing curveballs that nobody has seen before. And we need to adapt the best way that we can. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, man, I, this year is going down in my books. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a crazy year. I personally, this is, this has been the best year of my life. Personally. Honestly. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to join you on that. It has been one. Cause I think best year can mean a lot of things. And for me, I've done a huge amount of growing in this year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm going to look back and be like, man, 2020 was the year that I learned a lot. For sure. For sure. And I, I personally made a conscious decision, I think, two years ago that I said every year from now on is going to be the best year of my life. And so 2018 was the best year of my life at that point. Then 2019 was the best. And then 20, and 21, 21, 22. And it's not to say that everything will go my way specifically. And because there there's a lot of shit that I cannot control. Absolutely no questions asked. However, I know that I'm going to be able to learn from it. I know that I'm going to be able to grow from it. I will not be the same person at January 1st 
to December 31st. It just won't happen. That's, that's awesome. I love when you say stuff like that. And like, I, I love that because that's how I feel. Like I don't want to be the same person that I am in six months. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of life. Mm-hmm. Literally you go through stuff. Like when I lost my best friend or my dad was in the hospital during the pandemic or whatever it is, it made me a different person. Mm-hmm. It really honestly did. It made me realize that I'm grateful for my health. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be alive. And then this stuff happens and, I, and I'm like, okay, I'm now humbled, but also trying to learn at the same time. I don't want to be the same person that I was a week ago. I want to always be growing be something that everybody should be striving for in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, and you're right. Everybody has their own crosses to bear. I, I think sometimes, and I, I do this so much as well, right? Like sometimes we get so absorbed in what's going on in our own personal lives. We forget to ask what's going on in other people's lives. And if you, if you can't be there for them, that's one thing for sure. And we all have our own personal biases. We all have our own implicit bias. We all have our own, you know, what we hold near and dear to our hearts. Sometimes it's difficult to enter a situation objectively sometimes it's difficult to enter a situation as compassionately as we like so like you said it's worthwhile to take a step back if you recognize that and be like oh shit i'm sorry yeah i was out of line Mm -hmm. and i i think too we need to remember that it's okay to be sorry Mm -hmm. okay to be wrong at times you know like if i i I look at some of the times where on twitter they were canceling celebrities or different people I love that you're cleaning your mic. That's so iconic. Cause I do the same thing all the time in the studio. I'm like, Oh my God, there's a hair on that. I need to get it off. <laughs> yeah. I saw a couple of things on it. I was like, yeah. that's amazing. Um, but I look at celebrities that I used to jump on the bandwagon for and try and cancel on Twitter when I was younger. And um, you know, if I had an opportunity, I would literally tell them sorry. And I would tell them how I learned from that experience because like, yeah, man, it's, it's been a lot of growing. It's been a lot of pain. There's also been a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to shy away from the love and support because those people showing it are awesome. And I'm not just saying like supporting the show, just supporting the idea of education and growth in people. That's what I mean by support because I think that's really rad. And fuck, I love that you said you specified, you're like, I'm not saying supporting me or supporting the show, but just supporting the idea of education and growth because that doesn't give a direction as to how you should think. Because honestly, like about this whole thing, I've flip-flopped back and forth about what I believe, about whether I think Dave should have a job at Energy 106, about what I like about the show, what I, I've flip-flopped a bunch of times. And I I just want to like, I guess my thesis about this, and I express this to you is, I don't really care what you believe in, in terms of the actual contents of it. I more so care about how you got there. If you're using your own brain and really like you sit there and you think, okay, Dave was hired by 106 and the show is Dave, Jasmine, and Tyler. How do I feel about this? How does this line up with my values? How does this line up with my morals? Like, how do I really, truly, honestly feel? How are everybody else feeling about this? What's the context? And you come to a conclusion and it's not one that I share. I respect that. That's okay. I do not, even if you jump online, you say, Dave Wheeler's a bad person and blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But then you actually sit down and you're still thinking Dave Wheeler's a bad, okay, at least you thought about it. Like, at least you sat down and were like, okay, how does this truly make me feel? And you came out the same, all right, you went through the process. My process is different than yours. You don't have yeah. to agree with everything I say. You don't have to think A, B, and C. I respect your opinion. 
Yeah. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. Absolutely. And, but sorry, there's a train going by. I don't know if you can hear that. I can't hear it at all. It's so loud. Like sometimes I'll be, and that's part of the perks of waking up at four in the morning is I miss the trains, but you know, um, I think too, um, even when I heard about the new show, it was me reminding myself that I needed to go into it with an open mind and to not jump to conclusions on what people have said to me and what people were saying to me during the first week before we even started the show. We were hanging out and people were shoving this like idea of who he was at me mm -hmm. to remind myself that like, I'm allowed to make my own opinion and I'm allowed to feel the way that I feel. Right. It was really excited about the new show. Mm -hmm. Opportunities that I never would have dreamed of having, having at 26 in my career in radio. Some people, and I'm very, I am so grateful for the opportunities that I have. I have never once felt like, oh, I deserve this. I, you can ask Adam West. I am literally that guy that's always like, oh, are you, like, yeah, me? You, you like me? Like, you know, it, and that's always been my thing. But I'm very grateful for this. And I've been very grateful for this opportunity to show people this new idea of what we can be as people. And then on top of that, like, I know we were talking a little bit about it before, but they offered me a new position, too, within the company in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And to me, this was more than just this one show. It was this company showing me this insane amount of love that they have been working on for a long time that they couldn't do until the new changes were made mm -hmm. literally and i'm honestly man it has been the highest and lowest part of my life at the same time you try and get that in the mix it is an emotional time it has been a lot like whether or not i'm crying or laughing or singing in my car dancing at fame to chromatica night like it has been this will go down this last month will go down is probably the biggest month in my life for the time being <laughs> yeah you know honestly i how many times do they have Chromatica theme night at fame? I swear to God, it's every two weeks. <laughs> well, okay, so there was one at Club 200, and then oh, there was okay, okay. fame. And of course, I went to both because, I mean, it was awesome. It's a little different because you have to stay seated. Yeah. Um, but it was nice because I got to be in a situation, and I will say, you know, both times, just lovely. Nobody was mean. Nobody was hateful. The drag queens were supportive of the... You know, I talked about it this morning on the show with Dave and Jasmine, and we had a really good time, you know, shouting out the queens and just really having a good time trying to say, you know, support these drag queens through this pandemic. If this is some of them, this is what they do. And they make money based on tips and shows and stuff. And we need to support the drag queens in Winnipeg. And I'm a really firm believer in that. I think we have some of the most talented drag queens in the world. Brianna Burlesque is one of my favorites. She came down the first week we started the morning show. I was just going to say to kick off Digital Pride. And you know what? She did that. And that was a really bold statement for her. And she posted about it and she had a blast. And all she received, I mean, maybe there were some hate comments. I'm not sure, but all I saw was love for her. That's awesome. Because she was showcasing something that she loved. And that's something we want to do more of on the show is showcase what other people love. Because Winnipeg is a freaking talented place, man. Yeah. It's talented. I firmly believe that. It is. There is a... Uh... This whole kind of situation reminds me, there's this parable in the Bible about, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with biblical parables at all, but. Um, oh man, I went to Sunday school my entire life. Okay, perfect. So, uh, so you know the parable about Zacchaeus, the tax collector? 
sure no (laughs) (laughs) okay so it's basically like jesus was preaching at a crowd and tons of people around and this tax collector was watching in a tree to try to get a good view and everybody hates tax collectors at the time and he would screw people over he was a very immoral man according to the bible anyway um but basically jesus pointed to him and said oh like let me go over to your house for dinner and a lot of people in the crowd were like what the fuck like why would he go talk to that guy what the hell like why that's bullshit but the end of the story is kind of like the moral of it is um sometimes people do bad things and it's important to forgive them and it's important to include them it's important to kind of believe in their potential and show them a side if they haven't seen it already but believe in a side of themselves that other people haven't been privy to right yeah and i'm not sure how like i haven't read the bible in fucking years but <laughs> that's one of the things that kind of sticks out in my mind just hearing about this whole story right yeah yeah and i think too like um again like i don't condone any of the things that dave has said at all mm-hmm. but um i mean obviously from i'm talking about like the experiences a few years ago yeah and some <laughs> from, from this morning <laughs> and uh but I believe in growth in people and I believe in showing somebody that they can be better, a better person. And it's not just, man, you know what? I think the coolest thing about this is it's not just Dave. We're now having more conversations about this with more people. And I think that's, what's cool. Dave can prove that, that he grew, but there's so many other people that need to be given that same chance and that same opportunity in Winnipeg too, specifically. Mm -hmm. I think I just, yeah. I think the world would be a better place. I think Winnipeg would be a better place. I think Manitoba would be a better place if we just allowed people to mess up and to teach them and to show them and to have civil discourse like what we're doing right now. Yeah, I think I saw this online once and this upset me because it's offensive to you and your skill set as a radio host because it's bullshit. It's not like you just kind of were placed as a diversity hire. No, you've, you've done your time you've done your time. You know, I saw this one kind of comment about, oh, of course they kept Tyler on because they would have looked really bad if they canned the gay guy. Like, and what do you think about that? I have a lot of thoughts on that. The first one is, would it really have been bad if that was the reason why they kept me? No. (laughs) Never even thought of that. That's fine. Maybe they wanted a visible minority in the LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm fine with that. But then I've had conversations like with my boss, Adam West, and you know, he's given me a list. He's shown me proof like, and that that was just not the case. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm going to toot my own horn for a minute because I think I deserve this. I can run a board. I can do production. I'm a creative writer. Mm-hmm. I work my butt off. I'm, I can do events, MCing. I do anything at the station. I work well with sales. I work well with the promotions department. And when it comes down to it in radio, you know who are the people who stick the longest at stations? The ones who are the most versatile. And you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't need to prove that to people. No. If they don't know that and they don't understand that, then they haven't done their research. Yeah, you don't you need to prove that. For my work, you don't understand that. And I think it was... You know, those I think were the comments that bothered me the most at the beginning, but now bother me the least because I'm like, maybe they did keep me because of that. Who cares? <laughs> Literally, I don't care. I think that's I think that would be great to have that kind of a voice and that opinion and different life set on 
the radio. I, I don't really see that being a negative thing, but also I know that's not why I was kept. Yeah. And, and it's not like you're unqualified, right? Like it's not like they took Adam must open the door and was like, Oh, are you gay? And the person's like, yeah. And he's like, you come work for my station, right? Like, <laughs> oh, man. No, and, <laughs> no, and I, man, Adam West and I have had some pretty awesome conversations in the last few weeks. And he's a great guy. He has a beautiful family, beautiful wife, beautiful children. And I think people are forgetting that he has a family too. And I think people are forgetting that he, at the end of the day, goes home. He's a dad. And he has been nothing. Like, he called me every night for three weeks in a row to just make sure I was okay. And I don't know too many bosses that would do that at night just to make sure I'm okay. Weekends, whatever. He's honestly been so incredible towards me. And I, I thank him a lot. When I worked at Energy 106, when I started, believe it or not, I was on Tinder looking for women. So he was kind of the original person that made me feel accepted enough to be who I was. And in the last four years, if you think of me looking for women on Tinder, to where I am right now in this very moment, having this conversation with you guys. I think that's a testament to the place I work because I spend a lot of time there. Big time. And I, I don't want to let that slip for a second, how profound that is. The fact that like you were kind of going to those lengths. Um, but I'm such an asshole. I need to make a joke because I took that. Please. <laughs> Please. I, I just took that as like a diss to Kanan where you're like, I was on Tinder looking for chicks and Kanan's like, yeah, I mean, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. and you know what i i honestly think Kaden's doing during this conversation is pretty uh awesome too because i think a lot of people too they don't take the time to listen mm -hmm. and i think that's a really really important asset to have even though you don't necessarily want to talk or you don't want to speak or make a statement just being able to listen and to understand where people are coming from is pretty awesome too well yeah it's like originally like going into this like when i talked to bueno um he mentioned like in the future like bringing on the whole energy 106 team like all three of you and i was like at first I was like hey well no uh just like with the whole situation with dave right and then he's like all right like let's just start with tyler and i'm like okay like that that's a good step he's like like because like bueno said we're not co-signing the whole show like we're just having a conversation with our friend tyler right Absolutely. So I'm like, hey, like that's a good step. And like now, like that we've had this whole conversation. Like you said, Dave was like interested in like coming on and talking. I think it's like, like you said, just like listening and like hearing this whole perspective and like you're hearing your perspective and everything. It's just really opened my eyes and like really broadened my horizons to this whole thing. And it's like personally, like I haven't listened to 106 since they brought Dave on. I just that's just that's just not my prerogative. But like I haven't listened to the show yet, right? So like I haven't I don't have that full opinion of what's going on in, the, in that whole sphere right so and i think and and uh i this is just uh, obviously like i don't speak on Dave at all right. but i know that he's been vocal with he wants to have conversations with people he wants to sit down with people he wants to sit down with guys like you and talk about things and uh agree to disagree disagree yeah. to agree or come to an agreement like whatever it is like he he will do that and i know he will because he's i've seen him do that and i'm I'm sticking up for him, not as a coworker right now, but as a friend of mine. I consider Dave one of my close friends. He has been nothing but amazing to me over the course of the last few weeks. I've seen what his family's been going through. I've seen what he's been going through. And he's a rock man. Like that guy, he, he, 
he know he he cares more about me uh, he, he, like it's been so inspiring to me to have somebody like that in my life and i i do thank him a lot i thank adam west a lot and jasmine as well jasmine and i again like we don't stop talking actually that's just the problem like we're on the phone all the time so i heard too and like everybody at the station guys like i this situation we were we were a close group before this happened but now we're like this inseparable family morale is through the roof we have people just vibing having good times together and i love it i love to see that like sometimes i feel too the hardest situations pull people together the most right yeah big time um yeah no dude you're, you're absolutely right like Again, I don't know anybody at the station, but you <laughs> literally, I don't. So I'm trying not to comment about people's character who I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying not to comment about people who I've really never met mm -hmm. in my life. And I appreciate the fact that you're so patient as to wait and see and talk to people and get to know them. And uh, just on the note of conversations on a co-assignment, kind of what Kanan was talking about, he's right. Like, have you ever heard of Daryl Davis? Mm. remind me so he's a he's a black man who goes to kkk rallies to and it's not like he goes there trying to convert people away but he's converted a lot of people away just by simply talking to these people his the episode with him on joe rogan is probably the greatest piece of podcasting in the oh history. i actually yeah joe rogan man I, I i just watched his thing with miley cyrus and i went on a, a trail of his oh. story Holy man. Episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. But what, what were you saying? Sorry. No, no. It's, but just hearing how he talked, like he would talk to KKK grand wizards. That's what they're actually called. Um, <laughs> he would talk to them and like, of course, for the first little bit, they'd acknowledge like, Oh, you're a very talented singer. We love your music, but you're below us because you're black. And then you see, you know, a couple months later, they'd be handing him his uniform being like, I don't believe in this anymore. Wow. And I think, Again, back to what we were saying, like, if you want to go online and do what you want to do, I think I saw somebody like downloaded off Dave's podcast because they're like, oh, he like, it seemed and I can't remember this exactly, but it seemed like they're kind of saying like, oh, he can't run away from it, everybody forever. If you want to do that, again, fine. I'm again, freedom of speech person. Please do whatever you want to do as long as you're not harming or threatening people. That being said, what are you actually doing to better the cause? What are you actually doing to further positivity because if you're leading with hate and if you're leading with negativity and if you're leading with negative judgment how can we get better like it, happiness and compassion and joy and love and kindness is not an elite club <laughs> reserved right. reserved for people who have never done something wrong that the internet has caught <laughs> yeah true it's true it has no walls it actually, you know what? It has an open door to anybody that wants to enter a life of happiness and love. The door is literally wide open. Mm -hmm. It is a hard door to go through though. At, at least in theory, it should be like, just even from your example of your buddy in radio outside the province, like my heart kind of goes out to somebody like that because and I don't know this person, right? Like just based on what you've told me, it seems like totally. they've really worked hard it seems like they've really worked hard to better themselves it seems like they've really tried to learn from their mistakes and they're just not being given that grace and that hurts me 
personally, because um, I, I do believe, and man, we've, it's crazy, because when we look back on this episode, I think we've said a lot of the same things multiple times, but I think that's good, mm-hmm. because I think that goes to show the type of passion we have, but we need to be able to grow up. We need to be able to turn a new year, turn a new month, a new week. God, man, I'm probably not even going to be the same person tomorrow after talking with you guys. All right, honestly. Like, I feel great right now because we're having such an honest conversation and it gives me so much hope that there are other people out there like this. And I don't want to be the same person that I was yesterday. Man, I want to be a better person every single day. I want to learn more about other people's lives. I want to learn more about where you're coming from. I want to learn more about this. And maybe I did something wrong or this and that. Teach me, show me the way. Yeah. And I think you guys are kind of echo this statement. If we've said something that you disagree with and you want to talk to us about it, DMs are wide open. At least I can't, I can't speak for you guys on that, but my DMs are wide open. Absolutely. I mean, my DMs have been a free for all. (laughs) And like, and like I said, you know, I probably got close to 5,000 messages within three weeks. So you can imagine where, how the conversations were very different. You know, I had people like this that wanted to just have an honest conversation. I had tons of people that were just already supporting the show. I had people throwing hate and death threats. I had, I had it all. And to me, that just goes to show that we don't really know where the proper course of conversation comes into play. Mm-hmm. And that's what this all showed me, was that there's some people that are going to be like, okay, let's talk about it. And then there's going to be people that are like, go kill yourself. Yeah. And I'll be like, I already tried. I didn't, didn't work. <laughs> I'm not good at it. <laughs> like, and I just don't get that. When is it ever okay to start a conversation with go kill yourself? Yeah. I don't know. It's just not. And I hope if anybody's watching this, again, don't feel any sort of shame or guilt from things you've done in the past, but grab that and learn from it and educate yourself on it to make yourself a better person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, most people that sent me those death threats, yeah, they apologized. Yeah. And I forgive them. I will say this. I think, again, and I've, I've always had your back. I've always believed in Tyler Carr's a great role model for the community. Um, not many, there aren't, at least I don't, actually, I don't know this for sure. Not everyone, because I know that for sure is like you and how forgiving and empathetic they are. If somebody were to come with them and present their problems and say, I fucked up. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Again, that's about understanding different walks of life. I know that a lot of people, especially in the community, grew up with a lot of pain, Mm -hmm. a lot of suffering. There is a lot of hate built up in them because of how people have treated them. Mm -hmm. We can't understand where they're coming from. And I could never pretend to understand that. I can't, I'm a very privileged person. Mm but I can start a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I guess what, what I was trying to get at with that is just like, if somebody doesn't accept your apology, don't let that deter you from trying to continue to better yourself. That, that's where I was coming from. You know what I mean? Well said. Honestly, well said. And what you said kind of led into my next point that I wanted to bring up. So look at that. Mind games on 100. Um, <laughs> we don't know where everybody's coming from, right? Like, yeah. If I, if I wasn't on the internet for the past month and I saw you, I'd be like, oh, fuck, Tyler, what's going on? I have no idea any of this happened. I honestly I haven't talked to Kanan in three weeks. I don't know what the hell's going on with Kanan's life right now, which is weird because we're never really that out of sync. Um, <laughs> and like, likewise, I'm not sure what's going on with a lot of other people's lives right now. 
You know what I mean? I hope that a lot of people listening to this, or even if they don't listen to this, can enter conversations with compassion and a willingness to listen and suspend their disbelief, right? Like, yeah. But I also think too, you're allowed to go into a conversation with, um, I don't know the right way to do this, uh, aggravation, I think is the right word, or uh, perceived notions, but it's a, you're right. It's about allowing yourself to have that open-minded conversation and though you've seen things online that you don't like, or you've seen different things that you don't maybe understand or get, and you have that kind of already perceived aggravation and hate inside of you, that's okay. But as long as you're going into it with an ear to listen and to have a civil discourse, again, you don't have to agree. That's fair. You're, that's you don't right. have to agree. It's I good to not agree. That's why, that what ma- that's what makes freedom of speech beautiful. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree, but you have to be able to have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's what makes yeah. up humanity. Different, different, different opinions. Totally. What, like, what, what would it be if we all liked the same music or the same sports team? We'd all be robots. Life, exactly. would, life would be dull. Life would, life would be boring. Well, you, you know what? This is, maybe this is just because I'm a prick, but like, sometimes I get annoyed when too many people cheer for the Raptors. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Let's fucking break a second. <laughs> right? <laughs> you weren't here in 2008. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know who Julian Wright was and what college he went to, then I don't want to talk to you, which means, Kanan, <laughs> I know you're cut from the rotation because you can't tell me to the college. Nope. <laughs> Kansas, by the way. That's a really good point because like, everybody did cheer for the same sports teams. It would be boring. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm also kind of being like a prude, snottish dick. Like, if you want to cheer for the Raptors, fucking cheer. You don't even know who Joey Dorsey is to cheer for the Raptors. Don't, don't believe that because you didn't watch them when they won 22 games in a season. Ouch. That you can't. That, that, that was like me when A Star Is Born came out. People were like, oh my God, Lady Gaga's a talented singer. I'm like, oh my God, where have you been for the last 10 years? You're like, oh my God, you were born yesterday? Like, that's... Literally, I, I told myself I wanted to make at least three Lady Gaga references in this episode and i think i nailed that so i'm trying to think what the other ones were oh you, uh, helped, me. you helped me with art pop so thank you okay yeah that was an alley-oop i, I tossed and then the chromatica night at fame yeah oh and you also made the music reference so technically four yeah four. Oh my gosh i'm killing it today guys you're on a roll we clear play all day okay let me ask you specifically about this because i saw this come up uh the the weight guessing thing Let's go into that a little bit, because I know that was kind of hot on Twitter. Pardon me? What do you want to know? Just kind of like the idea that was presented, what happened, because I saw somebody was very clearly upset about a game on radio where where Dave guesses a woman's weight based on how she sounds. That being said, the person willingly participated, so like maybe they also thought it was funny, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to talk too much on this only because we've kind of, we've done the thing on it. Uh, if anybody wants to listen to the audio, it is up on the Energy 106 Facebook page. We posted unedited the entire full game to begin with. And then we actually posted the response to that right after. So it's all there, ready for you to listen to, completely unedited. Now, the way it was presented was it's a carnival game. We were playing uh, games to kind of have some fun on air just to begin with. Mm-hmm wanted to do a carnival game and if you've been to a fair they do those games where you step on up and they look at you and they they guess your weight and they still do those i went to valley they do that at carnivals yeah what's that they do that at carnivals yeah like at fairs and stuff absolutely 
Fuck, I didn't and, even know that. At, at Valley Fair, when I went there last year, they were still doing that game, and I paid whatever it was, and they guessed my weight. What they guess? It's an old carnival game. And so what we did was we did the game on air. It was the first caller through. It was a woman. We never once called it Guess a Woman's Weight. Uh, and so the post that somebody shared, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on anybody here. Of course. She obviously listened to it and she went to work or maybe somebody, she, somebody else listened to it and then told her about it. And it was a game telephone tag and the message kind of got lost. And then she kind of just posted the screenshot and it went viral. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you can listen to the audio. We didn't call it that. Uh, the lady was very comfortable. Her name was Angie. She actually posted, I'm going to grab this quick here. She actually posted on um, Instagram after she was done. I mean, I'm going to read this verbatim because this is not, these are not my words. This is what the caller that played and won the gift card wrote on social media. No offense taken and completely love you guys. Lighten up Winnipeg. You made my day and shame on people for trying to take that away from you guys and tagged all of us. She also called us the next day and was like, I can't believe this. Like I wasn't offended at all. That being said, I have a lot of friends in the body positivity group here in Winnipeg that own gyms that are very vocal about that. And I've had conversations with them about maybe how that game came across problematic. And guess what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with having a conversation with somebody about something that we did that we can learn from. Yeah. It, it, it kind of all ties into what we've said. And I understand that right now, you know, Dave's on a, a microscope right now and people are going to try and grab what they can. I understand that, but that's fine because we want to grow and we want to learn and we want to be a more accepting show than yesterday. Yeah, for sure. And when I first, sorry, I I didn't realize she she had no offense taken. Like I I just wanted to wrap it up by saying, Angie had a great time. And then the next day we played it with a guy and the guy had no problem with it. And that's kind of the thing. It's kind of your body, your choice. And they were okay with it for the game. But again, I've learned a lot from it. And that's all I can uh, really say about that. Interesting. Because again, when I first saw that, and this is how I know I've grown at least a little bit. When I first saw that at first, when I was like, oh shit, they did that? Like, that's not cool. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, I don't know everything about this. This is a Facebook post posted on Twitter. I've yeah. never met the person who posted. They could be a wonderful person. I have no idea. Totally. I've never, never talked to them. Yeah. I know Tyler and I know Tyler's heart's always in the right place. So I can't imagine, unless you're like, yeah, bro, we just uh, decided we would shame people on air, specifically women, specifically mothers. I, I, I was just like, I, I know Tyler. And unless they like gagged him and put him in the janitor's closet <laughs> with a whole fucking morning segment. <laughs> yeah, where was like, Tyler the last two days? I don't know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, six o'clock, you can go yeah. home now. Adam's got his phone. Yeah, Adam's got his foot on the door. He's like, I don't know. It's weird that he's this late for work. <laughs> oh my Snapping. God. That's so funny. But no, and like, I... Again, like when Dave brought the game up, I was like, okay. Yeah. Because we explained the game, asked for the caller. <laughs> somebody wanted to be a part of that, called in, participated, won a prize, vocalized support for it, called us the next day, not only vocalized support again, but said that she wasn't offended. If anybody was to be offended by that, it would be her. Yeah. And we talked about this in the last episode. First off, actually, before I go there, I didn't even know there was a carnival thing, right? So like, I'm out of touch with carnivals. I'm like, what the fuck? Guessing people's weight? Like, how is that funny? Or how, not how is that funny? Like, how is that fun? Like, I don't, I don't get that. 
And then you're like, 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 I I did it. I went to Valley Fair in Minneapolis last year. And I was a part of that. Like I paid money to have somebody guess my weight and then they won a prize. So that's all we did was a radio version of that. Yeah. So like, sometimes it's so easy to get swept up in the lack of context of things, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh fuck i completely forgot where i was gonna go oh god damn it um but you're totally right like it's context and that's why we wanted to make it clear that we were not coming from a place of malice and we posted the audio up on facebook we had no problem doing that and you know what we're gonna probably do more of that we're gonna more audio because we're not we're not ashamed we're not afraid and again it wasn't from a place of malice we were not going on air i'm on the show Dave's on the show. Jasmine's on the show. The three of us are not coming from a place of hate. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I have had more conversations in this past week about this. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is going to be perfect and 100%. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a human. <laughs> like, I, 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 don't, I don't know everything. I'm not going to pretend to know everything. But if I do something and our show does something and you can take the time to be like, listen, this could have been a little problematic. Okay, well, tell me why. And let me listen to you and hear from your perspective on why it was maybe problematic. So maybe we can make a change to it. Mm. Maybe we won't do the game again. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, it comes down to cancel culture again. It's the first thing you see, you run with it without doing any research. And again, that's why we were, I, I was so happy when we all decided to post the audio because I was like, listen, it went up and I was like, there we go. We have nothing to hide. Angie was having a great time. Yeah. I'm just, I'm laughing at the image in my head. Like, cause you know, there are a bunch, there are some people who think that Dave Wheeler is like this inherently evil person and they forget that you and Jasmine are on the show. I'm just like, in my head, I'm picturing like you and Jasmine trying to wrestle Dave while he like holds you guys off. And he's like, I'm going to guess their weight, whether you like it or not. And you guys are like, no. Here's the thing. I'm running the board. I control whose mics are on and off. He's yeah. He's got one foot over your face. He's like reaching over with his hand, like pushing Jasmine to the side. Adam no, West trying to I, dive in. A uh, fun fact: Dave and I do play footsies a lot in the studio. <laughs> he's got honestly. Also today, I found he's got really soft hands. I didn't That's- know. He- he doesn't, he, I, th- I don't know if it's a lotion he uses, but we were, we were reading some DMs today and somebody sent me a DM asking if Dave had soft hands. So I had to feel them to really decide. That's a very underrated quality in a person. It is. Thank you. That's a whole different episode right there. Oh, real talk. Soft hands. That's the next one. <laughs> An honest talk about soft hands with Tyler. An honest talk about soft hands. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who has reptilian skin in the winter, I'm jealous. <laughs> Rick, you're funny. I can't. Um, <laughs> I got small hands, so I, it doesn't take a lot for me to lotion them up and be good for the day. Me too. I've got baby hands, but they're, they're always dry. It's... You know what they say about baby hands, right? Baby gloves. <laughs> Not what I was going to say, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel the need to defend my position on that on you air. What, what am I, Kanan? It's crazy. Smaller hands, it's been proven people are better at video games. So run with that. Really? I thought you were going to go the other route. I was like, yeah, boost my ego. <laughs> I mean that too. From experience, obviously. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like what the great Emmett Smith said. If you're good at something, or if you're good at something, you'll tell other people. When you're great at something, they'll tell you. 
Man, I just sometimes I'll just I mean you have a podcast, but sometimes I just want to like tap into your brain and just like download all of the quotes that you have because I know you're a very quoted quotable person, and I really appreciate that. That was good. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I guess one of the things I also wanted to touch on while we're talking mm-hmm. about this is like just respecting the fact that people have their opinions and they can do what they want to do. They don't have to bend the knee, right? If you want to, I think there was somebody, somebody told me some guy is going to be petitioning outside of energy. 106. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I'm not sure if that's actually happened. Yeah, there, there, there is uh, there is somebody outside the station tonight, but we, you know what we did? We, we got security. We wanted to make sure they were safe. Um, if they had come during lunch, we were going to order them lunch. Like we, we respect that opinion and we respect your uh, freedom of speech. That's so nice. Holy it fuck. The giant protest. I mean, actually, I, I can't look outside right now, but I do know that somebody did show up. Oh, like right now? Yeah, tonight. So they're there, I think, still right now. Are you at the studio right now? No, I'm at home. Oh, okay. they showed up at your just, house. What's that? They showed up at your house? No, they, sorry, they, they, they're at the station right now. Oh, 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 oh. I'm like, that's... I do, I do know there's one person, but again, we welcome that because that's an exercise that you want to share your opinion and your feelings. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to send you away. That's something yeah. that you're allowed to have and you're allowed to feel the ways that you feel. Yeah. I was like, if somebody pulled up to your crib, like, that's so out of pocket. <laughs> that's why I have just a white background. Nobody will know where I live. Yeah, go go home. Not for you, we're we're too close. I know. Yeah, we are. I went for a I run. You never get on your bad side, or you'll be rolling up real quick. I, I don't think. And anytime I go biking, you're jogging. I'm like, oh god, I should be jogging too. <laughs> but then I see you biking. I'm like, oh, but he's probably exercising for longer because I can't run as long as I can bike. Yeah, thirty kilometers. Thank you very much. Shit, look at that breaking records. Uh, but I guess like. If you, back to my point, like if you want to express your opinion online and if you want to, you know, do what you want and kind of talk about Dave or you or Jasmine in positive or negative ways online, that's absolutely your prerogative. If you want to petition outside, if you want to do rallies, if you want to spend your whole day saying, fuck Energy 106, I hate them. They deserve to be disbanded as a radio station. Do that, please. If it's what makes you feel better, if it's what you really want to do with your time, absolutely. However, recognize Energy 106 does not have to do what you want them to do. Tyler Carr does not have to do what you want him to do. Nobody in this life has to do what you want them to do. You cannot force people to do things. If you can come to that conclusion again, and like, if you really don't like the station and you really want to hurt them, they need ratings. So just don't listen. Like the more you talk about the station, the more people, I, I, I listen to your podcast. I want to listen. I'm talking to you. I'm having you on. Like people are now listening because you're talking about it, right? Like if you, if you really want to hurt them, I don't think generating buzz for them is a good idea. You know what I mean? Because now, even with the weight thing, I'm curious. I want to ask questions. Oh, what the hell happened? Like, I don't know everything about this, right? So, again, it's because um, I don't want to say too much of that because I'm like, I want everybody to listen, please. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Monday to Friday, we have new hours. <laughs> yeah, please keep talking. Please keep listening. We're going uh, from now 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. So uh, listen in, but no, I, again, it's, it's, it's a discourse thing. If you don't like the show, you don't have to listen. Yeah. Simply. Yeah. Dials right there. The unfollow button's right there. Oh, and yeah. And you want to know what's crazy, man? Like with all of this stuff going on, I want to, and kind of, I, I feel like maybe we're wrapping up here a little bit, yeah, but yeah, we're getting close. I uh, like the amount of support that I've received too. I don't want that to go unnoticed. Um, because I, again, people like you, you guys, this Thank podcast, you. your dialogue, your conversation, there's been a lot of that. And I don't want people to think that it has all been hate because it has not. And, um, you know, I haven't, we haven't received as many texts as we're getting during the show, as many phone calls, as many 
followers. Look at energies. Instagram followers are through the roof. Um, you look at mine. I've gone up over close to 800 in the last three weeks. Like you just, you look at those things and you have to, you have to remember things in your life. Those little victories, those positives always will outweigh the negatives, but it's, you have to teach your brain. And if I can get through to anybody right now that is being bullied or being harassed online, you got this. And there's always a way for you to reach out for support. There are mental health lines in Manitoba that are available 24-7. There are crisis lines in Manitoba that are available 24-7. Utilize them, use them. You're not alone ever. Because if there's anything I've learned over the past month is bullying is still alive and it's stronger than ever. And it's more mad than ever. It's full of more hate. And I don't want anybody, if just one person is receiving any kind of hate online or bullying, First of all, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but also you're not alone. You're not alone. Actually, I have one more question. The person who said they hope you get hit by a bus, did yeah, they do that? across the streets. <laughs> yeah, specifically in, uh, in an artistic way, right? Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, take, take the picture of your body and put it on the cover of Chromatica. Like, uh, yeah, please. <laughs> I already said I would give up anything for Lady Gaga. She can, she can take my body at this point. That's fine. Yeah, it's like that quote from Super Battery. He's like, dude, would you die for alcohol? He's like, no, but I'd die for pussy. No questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'd die for Chromatica. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, would you die for radio? No, but I'd die for Gaga. No questions. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Did he do that from a private, did this person do that from a private account or was it? It was, it was from a personal account. That's so bold. <laughs> you know what though? I thought the same thing, but at the same time, there was so much hatred and anger that I don't blame him. I also, res I respect that more than if they hid behind an anonymous account. I do want to make them do. Most of them just make fake accounts and they have zero followers, zero posts, zero nothing. And it could be just the same person making the same account 50 times, sending you yeah, the same okay. How am I supposed to know? Um, yeah. Most, most, some, I, I, some, I'll go with the word some. I think that's the better word. Some of them were from real accounts with real faces from real people I've met. Um, but those some are usually the ones that ended up apologizing to. And again, I don't hold him accountable for what he said. Um, we had a great coffee. We sat down. We had a great, uh, just a great time. And uh, I'm probably going to go see him this weekend again. I think, honestly, he might be a good friend of mine now. That's and great. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Because what, what is the point of me sitting here being like, no, you said that. I'm done with you. I never want to talk to you again. And I'm not saying, I don't want people that are maybe getting a death threat to be like, oh, I want to be best friends with this person now. Not, no. But it's about allowing yourself to be open to a conversation and allowing yourself to be open to forgiveness. And in my opinion, I have been working on that and I'm doing that. And it's making me feel a lot better as a person. Yeah. And I think if there had to be an underlying theme or an obvious theme of this podcast, it's been personal agency, right? You can do whatever you want to do. We're just trying to present different ways of looking at things. We're just trying to present our sides of the story. We're just trying to present our context that we know. Again, power to you to do whatever you want to fucking do. I hope nobody ever takes that away from you. Do whatever you want to fucking do, please. Just again, keep in mind that an open mind can go a long way. That's it. Absolutely. And again, my DMs are open personally. You don't That's have right. to yep. a station account. You can come directly to me. Mm -hmm. But again, I'm open to conversations. I'm not open to hate or a closed-minded closed opinion that it's 
that way or that's it. I need conversations. Let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tyler Carr, you are a beautiful soul. And I appreciate you. I'm, I'm actually going to cut you off because both of you guys are beautiful humans. And what you're doing in Winnipeg with this podcast and just with the amount of education that you're allowing yourself to be open to is extremely inspiring. And uh, the fact that I, you know, I was nervous to do this quite a bit, as I'm sure you guys are too. Oh, big time. <laughs> I have a lot of eyes on us, guys. Get ready. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that allowing yourselves to open your heart up to have a conversation with me is extremely brave, vulnerable, and also beautiful, man. Like, I respect you guys so much. You know I always have. Um, I will always show you as much love as possible. And, uh, yeah, I really, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the, the love that you've shown me over the past month. It's been awesome. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that, man. Thank you. And if, if I'm being honest, like personally, I've been feeling like really like tender and vulnerable and insecure recently and like a bit of shame and embarrassment for whatever reason. So like going into this, I was like, Oh fuck. Am I ready to do this? No, nah, man. Fuck it. This, this is important. I think it, whatever I'm going through is not nearly as important as the idea of learning where people are coming from and opening your heart to love and compassion and forgiveness. And even if you don't end up capitalizing on those things, yeah. At least looking down that aisle. Absolutely. Right. Kanan, you got any closing thoughts? Kanan, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I think this is uh I think this is a really great podcast. I think we covered a lot of topics that needed to be said. And uh overall I'm very happy that we did this because I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel a lot differently about the whole situation than before. Um it was emotional for me. Like when you started getting emotional, I had to get emotional. That's just the type of person I am. But uh, yeah, I think this is, I think this is a very powerful episode and I really enjoyed it. I was really glad I'm here because last time you were here, I, I didn't get to actually meet you, Tyler, you know, because uh, whatever reason it was, but I'm, I'm happy, you know, finally, finally met you and we finally like uh, shown face. So yeah. And I, and everything I just said, please uh, take it to yourself as well, because um, I, I really do think what you guys are doing with the podcast is awesome. Uh, I think you're focusing on what Winnipeg is good at and I, I love that. And uh, again, thank you guys both so much for having me. This has been awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to share this message with a lot of people because I think this is going to be very important and a lot of people are going to be very shocked. Me too. Yeah. And I think this is a really important story. Like as, as soon as we were kind of talking about it, I got so excited at the idea of having you on. I was like, this, I, I really do think this needs to be talked about more in depth because I know there were news stories written about it. And no offense to like CTV or Global or CBC or whoever covered it, I can't remember. But like, I do think it's difficult to kind of capture the nuance and a whole opinion and like a really complex way of looking at it because this is a very complex, yeah. complex issue. Okay. I don't think it's helpful to just look and be like, yep, that's how it is. And that's that, yeah. right? Well, it's but funny they, because I'm in, I'm in media and like when all of this was going down and uh, they were doing interviews, I'm like, well, I'm in media too. I know how you want to spend this. So <laughs> like, and they did a really good job. Like looking back on it, I watched it and I think it was, was it CTV did one for sure. I think so. I think it was CTV. Uh, they did a really good job. Yeah. And it, it was like, it was like a two minute video I saw online, yeah. like a, a brief little article. And, and it was, it was good for that kind of journalism is very good. I just, I really like the long form podcast because we can flesh things out and kind of totally. think on the fly and you can really get the personality out of that. Yeah, man. I, again, this has been, I feel really happy right now. And uh, I feel really grateful for this opportunity because I feel even it's, and a lot of people too, they need to realize that sometimes you just need to talk it out. Yeah. And then right. you feel better about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. and, uh, if you got all that 
built up anger inside of you, just talking it out with a friend or a family member or just having a conversation about it, like we've been talking about this entire episode, can make you feel so much better that you're able to conquer so much more in your life than to just sit at home and fester in anger. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, I encourage everybody who listens to this, please start the conversation. And even if you don't change your mind, even if you had the conversation and you feel more empowered in your position, whatever the position is, all the power to you. Just do the research, do the work, make your own opinion. Try not to get too swayed into what we're saying. Try not to get too swayed into the opinions of your friends. Try not to get too swayed into the opinions of Twitter. As long as you keep your head on straight and you really think, what are my morals and my values? and How do I want to present that? How do I want that to be represented? Yeah. I'm personally not going to keep my head on straight, but that's for obvious reasons. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so I many- to, I, I, like, this is a very different thing for me. Usually I'm very like crazy. Like, I, I mean, I was pretty happy, but like happy, upbeat, funny, just like goofy. This was very stripped down. This is a very different Tyler Carr. And I think if anybody listens to the show, they're going to be very surprised to see this kind of, uh, the side of me and I'm excited for the, to share this. And I think you guys, uh, I, I thank you guys again for this. Yeah. And, and that's a beautiful side of you. It's a beautiful side of you, right? Like it's, it's a part of who you are. And I do, I really do appreciate you for getting emotional on here. Cause like that was very raw and vulnerable. And it's honest. It's about, it's honestly what you're going through. I know I tried to get ready. I had, um, I had my water bottle here, cell phone here, and just some like ideas of things I wanted to bring up over here, but I didn't have any Kleenex. How stupid. <laughs> well, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Then the, we'll, we'll wrap this baby up. This is us signing off on Winnipeg's Finest. Have a wonderful week, everybody. I blew you a kiss. Are you guys going to catch it or not? Oh, shit. I got it. I missed it with the first grab. Oh, there you guys go. Okay, good. I'll blow you one back. (laughs) (laughs) This is us signing off on Winnipeg's Finest. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.